0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Mike Samuelson, calling in from Minneapolis, Minnesota, <laughs> on the eve of the biggest snowstorm of the year,
1: Ooh. two-day snowstorm coming in,
0: the big shovel's
1: out. I, Let's go all get right, that here, mixtape out, my baby. R- Get the <laughs> get your yardstick in your yard right now, because I want to see Ooh. I want to see the reading. Uh, we'll, when we only over. have tape measures. We don't have a yardstick, unfortunately. Oh man, <laughs> gotta get out to your la- your nearest uh, fabric upholstery store, and uh, get your free yardstick, or, or classroom.
0: <laughs> just find a yeah, high it school just... classroom.
1: We got plenty yep. of those laying around. Yep.
0: Well, there's there's probably going to be a strike uh, pretty soon here, so that means uh, there will be a lot of yardsticks that they won't have anything to do. Going to, to waste,
1: do. yeah. No way. So They'll I'll be used for science. Come on. One.
0: Use them for okay, science. You're, you're right.
1: That's that's good teacher talk. That's Ryan
0: Palmer in our teach, so teacher man. strike corner.
1: Yeah, man who knows how to strike.
0: <laughs> Why do you think I have all, so many yardsticks? They're ready. They're ready to go, baby.
1: <laughs> we don't
0: it. use them. No one uses yardsticks anymore. They're strictly for science. So good. And measuring snow. <laughs> yeah, not getting any of that in Portland. Nope. Uh, Ryan, any other introductions? I mean, I feel like this is the, the no Dan podcast are always, are always a little wild. Yeah. listen, the structure. It's, it's more of a blob than a structured podcast. Dad, dad's away. We're down in the basement drinking, drinking his alcohol. We're going to have to <laughs> fill it up with water. So, you know, there's no structure. Let's just make it happen. Let's Love fill it up with water love it <laughs> colin smith colin smith's drinking the dark
1: liquids and then uh filling it up with flat uh cola <laughs> apple juice <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> let's go uh, i mean i have no intro either i'm just i'm very excited to be podcasting i missed last week uh i thought i listened to the whole pod but i realized afterwards that you know there was some some mike samuelson content that i had apparently tuned out so that just really made me realize I gotta be on the podcast to listen to the podcast. So it's good that I'm here. Oh man. I don't even I don't even know
0: what that is. I'm I'm curious to maybe find out or never find out. Either way is good. Yeah, you'll never find out. That's fine. Don't care. <laughs> um man, any any warm-ups? Any last minute warm-ups? Are we just hopping in?
1: Hopping in like we're Cliff. Mm. Let's hop in. Let's yeah. hop in. All Cliff right, lizard. Colin, hop into these emails. All right. Uh first email is from Vincent Orozco. Thanks for emailing Vincent. I'm not going to read the whole email because it's a long one, but uh, I, first of all, I love the way that Vincent titles his emails. He gives us like three unrelated uh, phrases that then the thread comes, you unroll that <laughs> into, in his email. This is something that my dad loves to do. He likes to be like, okay, three things.
0: First, blah, 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 blah. Second, blah, 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 blah. Okay. What was the <laughs> third thing? Okay, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Those are the three things that we have to talk about. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then you talk about them for a half an hour. That's yep, yep. so good. Yeah, and so that's the, it's, his email is dead horse, LeVar Burton, fatherhood. And I'm just like, ooh, where's this going to go? Like, dead horse? I know what you're saying, beating a dead horse. But what horse is, it, is being beaten? Let's see. And then LeVar I, Burton, I'm like, reading rainbows. Is going to be about rainbows? Is going to be about reading? I'm not sure. Read on to find out. Like I love that so much about his I email. Want, I
0: almost wish that he he sent us two emails. One with just the the, the themes, yeah, and, then like, and then we had to twenty four hours it later. Yeah, <laughs> I want this. I I want him to finish the headline. I want this to be like dead horse. Levar Burton fatherhood uh, colon how <laughs> how uh, Tottenham Hotspur came to being.
1: You know, this is something. Finish yeah, this. Yeah. Finish the headline. It's it's like a research paper. <laughs> so good uh, okay yeah so I'm not gonna talk about the dead horse thing because like we've it's it's a dead horse situation but I will talk about the Lavar Burton situation which is uh, he wants to talk about books uh, that uh, first of all that book w- chat we might be interested in but there's you know we're gonna get to the questions at the end For, so first he says you guys should read the pistol Pete Maravich story I think we are gonna all get behind that being a um, interesting sports figure or someone who uh, you know, you don't take it doesn't take much knowledge of basketball or Pistol Pete to be like, oh, that sounds like a, a book I would read. Um, he says I read The Pistol when I was young, and when I got older and I saw myself, I truly believed in the ten thousand hour rule, and told him that he can only play soccer, basically. Um, and then he read a book called Range, uh, which shattered his beliefs in the ten thousand hour rule. Which I think great job revising your beliefs. You know, like that's a very thing, <laughs> hard thing for a lot of people. Um, and that had us th- him thinking about the range that we have, we all have day to day jobs, and yet we put on this podcast <laughs> Wait what what kind of podcast though does he what's says, the adjective he uses he, he says that we we put on this awesome podcast, but I refuse to <laughs> to <laughs> say that, that that's a ridiculous statement. Um, and at what point did you change directions and start this awesome podcast and I, I mean, this is a, a wonderful thing to think about uh palmer at what point did you decide you know your career was getting to nowhere and so you had to start a podcast in order (laughs) to have something to live for
0: listen i didn't really sign up for this podcast uh i think (laughs) it was a real talk it was a a trip to philadelphia yeah um that you you brought us down to your basement i think and made us record our conversation and that's yeah basically uh the the birth of this podcast but um i love that this is just awesome this is this is amazing i i have to say i i have zero the only thing that i that i get from this podcast is i get to talk to you guys every week and it's part of my favorite thing that i do every week so i don't know if that means that (laughs) i have any sort of range um other than the fact that I'm able to sit down and just bullshit with you guys for an hour, so um, I'm really, really glad that Vincent gets a kick out of it and and enjoys what we do. So shouts to Vincent. I mean the the pre the pre podcast was the email thread. Yeah, and the email thread started Dan. I think Dan and and Palmer had some kind of soccer email thread, but that's you know a two person thread. That's just a, a regular conversation. Yep. Uh, and I think the email thread, if I remember correctly, started with a, a work visit that I had to Chicago where Palmer was living and, uh, you know, just talking about how much work sucks. Um, (laughs) and, uh, I believe, I believe Palmer the next day, uh, just, you know, sent an email to Dan with me copying and said, Hey, I saw Mike this weekend. He needs something to live for. That's it. And, uh, not long after we brought Colin in his work sucked too. He needed something to live for. Here we are, yeah. Countless, countless emails later. Um, admittedly, I don't read the email thread very often anymore, just because I feel like nobody I don't does have time at work. But um, lots of texting. It has, it has evolved. The thread has evolved, and it's always. We evolving. need to get, we need to get you on strike so you can have a little bit yeah. more time to read that email thread. Exactly. We I'm need. It. To- one of our uh, one of our demands is uh fifteen fifteen minutes every hour to read and compose For
1: private email email. <laughs> <laughs> need like the, the um computer system that is like you know how there's like some computer systems yeah. that like, yeah. lock you out of, of private yeah. emails? We need the reverse, <laughs> just like every fifteen fifteen minutes an hour it locks him out of work and just yep. only will display Gmail. <laughs>
0: doesn't let you back in until you've uh, You've sent sent at least one personal email. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, No, I think this is great. I mean, I I agree completely with Mike. What Mike was going to say is what I was going to say, that uh, the reason we have this podcast is not because we wanted to make a change in our lives. It's because we needed something to live for. I think that uh, applies to a lot of the concepts of range is that, uh, you know, if you only have one thing in your life, uh, you might need some other things to live for and, and, work sucks so you know everyone has their own thing uh for us it was or it is filled by is. Uh, yeah. and is f- filled by uh talking shit about soccer with our friends so <laughs> it's a beautiful thing that uh other people can find enjoyment out of it as well um and then you know he goes on to say any book recommendations because i mean that came out of these the, the chat of these books palmer do you have any general book recommendations that you think uh you know I- our off listeners top, should, should get off in. The top,
0: off the top of my head, I like the only books that I'm reading right now are um, "Happy Sleeper," which is about <laughs> sleep training your baby.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and I might be reading a John Lacare book, uh, but I'm not very far in it. So
1: I don't nice. have a lot of time.
0: I'm I'm usually tired, and uh, by the time I, I get into bed, it's like maybe one page, and then I'm and I'm. I'm asleep. I so I feel you. I, I have a recommendation. That's actually Palmer's recommendation. Cause nice. he recommended it to me. Uh, and well, he recommended it to me and my wife and then she read it first, loved it. And then I read it. Also loved it. Uh, Piranesi, Palmer. Oh, yeah. That's such a good book, man. It was a great uh, book. Uh, are we about to turn this into an impromptu book club? <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, tell us about that book.
0: Uh, it's it's hard to describe. Uh, it is. Yeah. But it's it's basically about this man who's living in an, an alternative world.
1: Uh yeah, I'll just leave it at that. That's about right. it. That's All about right.
0: right. Or he's he's imprisoned
1: in an alternative world. All right. Well, so I'm gonna be a little bit more on topic with Vincent's suggestions. Cause Vincent gave us suggestions that were one, uh you know, a biography of Pete Maravich, and two, like uh you know, book uh, that's nonfiction and is about how to live your life or whatever. Uh, And so behind me on this bookshelf that you guys can see every week, but nobody else can.
0: Yep. Ooh. What do we got? So this is so interactive. He's just a random... He's taking... Oh, I just just read
1: that book. The Autobiography of Malcolm X. Uh, Mike, it's an amazing book. It's an amazing story. The man has just like the most amazing life. Mm -hmm. Obviously is a, you know, person who... Did great things in his, his too short time, but also like the the path for him getting to be a public figure is just astounding and uh blows you away with every page. So uh couldn't re- recommend that book any more highly than than I than I possibly can. So uh read that one if you haven't already. Obviously a literary classic. Mike? You got any words to say that I didn't say there about that that book?
0: Uh no, Well, not about that book in particular, but, um, my wife also just started reading last night, um, Lord of the Flies and, uh, you know, very different book, but I bring it up because I had seen the movie Malcolm X before I read the book. Uh, and I'd also seen the movie Lord of the Flies before I read the book. And, uh, it's just a different experience. That's all.
1: Yeah. I have recommendations mm -hmm. though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a nonfiction guy. Th- that's a good one. Uh, I have a bunch of other good nonfiction ones, but they're all probably a little bit nerdier. Um,
0: I'm a, I, I've got a good one for Pedro that I just started, uh, so I can't recommend it fully because I haven't finished it. But it's, uh, it's called The History of America in Ten Strikes, and it is, as you would mm. expect, uh, a history of America through <laughs> ten, in ten, ten uh, strikes? Work, work strikes.
1: Uh, and I'm I'm through two strikes so far, and I'm enjoying it. I don't know if you can see this one, but nope. this one this one is the more basic version of that. A People's History of the United States. Howard Zinn. Howard Zinn. That's a another must read. Uh, you know, in your bookshelf. So, the Sopranos uh, didn't like didn't like uh,
0: young Anthony reading that, but <laughs> <laughs> Sopranos may not be on the team. <laughs>
1: I don't think so. <laughs> they're they're Tony, against us.
0: Tony is maybe not on Definitely the team. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. All
1: right, that's that's uh, the book club corner. Meadow um, maybe. Meadow might be. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Getting on to our second email, also from Vincent. Here's the here's the lead in. Modelo Special signing rampage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So good. Like it feels it. like also that, it, um, like, isn't there some kind of game where you, you say, like, a bunch of words, and then you have to find one word that ties them all together? Oh, yeah, that, sure. That, right. that feels like what we're doing right now. And then the answer is just, like,
1: beer. You know, Wisconsin, <laughs> like Milwaukee, Wisconsin or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he gives us a few uh, soccer, like, signing stories uh, that are, you know, personal. Uh, I'm not going to read them all out. They're good, though. And they... You know, for me, the only Milwaukee person on this podcast, or Wisconsin person on this podcast, when Dan's not here, I mean, they all hit very, very close to home. Uh, they're all, like, E-Line at E-Line Soccer Park and uh, Milwaukee Wave and all that good stuff. He says he, that he has the same autograph as me. He got me confused with Dan in this situation where Dan was talking about having Michael Bennett's autograph. I was not on that podcast, but when Dan was talking about it, I was um, clearing off my wife's car, listening to the podcast in my, in my headphones, Going Michael Bennett, Michael Bennett, Michael Bennett, <laughs> and you guys were like, he even gave like the wrong name uh, as the running back who came after Rondane. Michael Bennett went to Bradley Tech High School in Milwaukee, uh, so he's a you know a, a guy who was on the radar for some of us before he even made it to for to UW Madison. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm all I, I love it all. I love this whole email. I'm not going to read it, but. The gem is the very last line, Palmer. Any names for our soon-to-be soccer bar? Okay. If you had a soccer I, bar, what are you calling? Are you calling I it can, Palmers? That's I pretty, cannot believe. That's pretty.
0: I cannot yeah. believe that I missed this podcast. I I know that we oh, talked yeah. briefly about it. Uh, one of my dreams is to open a sandwich shop.
1: Yep. Um, that's your main obviously. dream. Like let's yeah, be yeah. real. Like yeah, you're, that's you you're talk about side range. dreams. You want to talk about range? Uh,
0: <laughs> I can make a mean sandwich. Ten thousand um,
1: hours of sandwich making. I can't wait. I can't wait for your in sandwich shop
0: for every sandwich to be named after a different famous soccer player. That's what I'm excited about. Well, that's that's not the sandwich shop, but that's you know we could definitely pivot. But um, there's a couple things. Just All right, fold it into the dream. I, <laughs> I've I've thought a lot about this, right? And yes. it's. The name of the sandwich... Well, I don't even know if I want to do this. I'm going to trademark us. this right now. Copyrighted. The name <laughs> of the sandwich shop is What Would the Earl of Sandwich Do? Uh, it's on the tin. So, but it would, be, it, it would definitely be you know soccer-related. There was another thing that we didn't talk about that had to be part of the soccer bar sandwich shop. Uh, curbage boards built into the table...
1: No, oh, yeah, At the love sandwich it.
0: shop. So you That's can uh, enjoy your sandwich for the purpose of what it was made for. Um, the other thing that I've kind of kicked around in terms of the name is Rebecca Lowe, shouts to Rebecca Lowe, loves to say, let's go around the grounds um, on game day, uh, pregame. So I was thinking maybe a good soccer bar name would be, called, would be around the grounds, have a bunch of different... You know, uh, picture or posters of stadiums, um, as as decor around the grounds would also be a really good name for a coffee shop. Also, could be mm-hmm. coffee shop, mm-hmm. soccer bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, uh, Thread Consulting LLC. There's a couple. There's uh, some ideas uh, there's there. There's a couple yeah, we, w- we just need a little capital.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Mike, you got some ideas there that not mentioned by Palmer. I don't
0: have any good ideas, but the first thing that comes to mind is when I was growing up, there was an indoor soccer place uh, called the Corner Kick, or maybe it was just Corner Kick. Uh, And I I like that. I like the idea of just naming the bar after an inanimate object on the field, set the penalty spot, the goalpost, whatever. Yeah. But uh, you know nothing. Nothing as good as around the grounds. I think that there might be a beer here in Portland called the Double Post, or maybe it's a place to get beer in uh, Providence Park. The famous Double Post.
1: It's uh, penalty kick.
0: Penalty kick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike, why don't you just call it the center spot? Penalty it spot. Will work. The penalty spot? I thought, oh, I thought about the penalty spot, but it kind of feels like. Uh. Why would you want to go to the penalty spot? I mean, yeah. it feels like what's. It, it, it's that just reminds me of like a hockey player getting sent to the penalty box, mm. the sin bin. It's not the vibe I want. The sin bin. <laughs> this is not a strip club, pump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It is now. <laughs> the Call clientele you. you've attracted from the uh, <laughs> calling it the yeah, people,
0: people just start walking in with just huge wads of singles. The just like card. at
1: the door, just like what's the cover charge? And you are like, uh, forty bucks, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> could you me.
0: could you name it after like a um, a like a coach? Could we name it like Mourinho's or like Garinchas or mm. Gauchos? Mm. What if we just called it the Special Bar? Ooh, I like that. And it's just Mourinho themed.
1: (laughs) No, I'm never going there. Uh, (laughs) I like, I I don't know exactly if I can figure out the best, like, soccer version of this. um, But the corner kick is what probably comes close enough, closest that I can, like, come up with off the top of my head. But I really like a bar where you have to tell someone after you've said the name of the place that it's a bar. (laughs) <laughs> right. So if you're like Palmer's or whatever, you're like, and you're in the context, they're going to be like, oh, that's a bar. Like, because you're talking about going to Palmer's for a drink. But if you're yeah. like, oh, let's tonight, let's go to um, Joe's laundromat. And people, people are like, wait, what you want to go to Joe's laundromat? Mm-hmm. I thought we were talking about where to get a drink. And you're like, oh, no, it's, what it's what a about bar. Like, uh, what about it's like the Joe's boot room? Mat. Yeah. So like the boot room, whatever, something like I that. Like that. Uh, where you have to be like, Oh no no no! That's that's a bar. It's actually a soccer bar. It's just got a, you know, silly name, weird name. I <laughs> I had I uh, I was in
0: Chicago hanging out with one of our good friends, Jack. Um, and he kept on saying, "We're going to Andrew's apartment or something." I can't remember the exact name, but it was "We're going to Andrew's apartment." Meet at Andrew's apartment, and I was like, "Who, who is Andrew?" I don't know this person. I can't just show up to this person's house. Like who is Andrew? And it it would turned out it was a bar. Had a great time. Um played Papa Shot for like uh, 3 hours. It was great. Andrew's <laughs> apartment was a great place.
1: Yeah. That's a that's a perfect example. I, yeah, I don't know the boy if it's going to be whatever uh Mourinho's apartment or whatever. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> J- Josie's 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 apartment. Josie's flat. flat yes.
1: Yeah. There's gotta be a good one of those hiding out there somewhere that uh, would be both hilarious and uh, like an, only an inside joke to soccer people.
0: Mm-hmm. What about, idea, uh, you
1: know? What about Pep's Place? Mm, that's yeah, a good but one. Pep's Place, like that sounds a little bit like a bar. It, it does sound like a bar. What's yeah. the
0: place in what's the place in Manchester where all the men wings? Is that like a, uh, is that a place? Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Could we have what would be the American version of wings? I don't like know. B- b- <laughs> Burgers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the bar like, called we, Burgers. When you walk down the
1: street, when you walk down the street in in London, there are like the, um, you know how like, uh, in a major city you can walk down the street and it'll be like number one Chinese food or something like that mm-hmm. is like the name of yeah. a Chinese restaurant. The uh, when you see that in England and it's American bar, or whatever. <laughs> You're just like, it's so funny to me. Like, as an American, you're just like, "That's oh, like that." I'm not going in that place. Yeah. That place is terrible. <laughs> the Brits the <laughs> like, Pub oh, of London. <laughs> yeah. We
0: know what these burgers are made of.
1: Yeah. All right. So that is your horse meat chat. Um, Amazing. And if you want to get at us with any more names for our soccer bar, I think that there's a lot more uh, ground that could be covered there. Oh, a man. lot better names that we did not think of right there. And uh, I'm sorry that Dan is not here. Honestly, he's, uh, you know, can be a pretty clever guy sometimes. Yeah. Uh, thread at gmail.com. Uh, Mike, take it away for our MLS 2022 uh, extravaganza.
0: Extravaganza, spectacular, whatever you want to use. Sorry. I feel like, honestly,
1: we I could probably
0: spend the next two hours just talking, talking bar names and whatever. have a great time doing it. It's true. I was I was gonna say hopefully Vincent still thinks that this podcast is awesome. Uh, Cause what he just saw was the reason why the thread was was made or yep. listened, not saw.
1: It's it's so that like all of the so that we can have something to think about like when we're closing that book we read one page of and being like, Oh, I'm tired. I gotta think of a couple more soccer bar names and I'll fall asleep. <laughs> it i like it um
0: all right mls mls season is nearly upon us i believe it starts next week next weekend uh, uh, which is wild because it's soon uh and the season just ended and so you know dan uh he texted us yesterday he he said do we have homework for the today's pod no one responded so uh that's the level of preparation you're going to get today (laughs) um so just just some reminders because i had to remind myself uh, NYCFC beat Portland in the MLS Cup Finals. NYC are your reigning MLS Cup champions. Uh, the Revolution set a points record in the regular season. They are the reigning supporters. Shield champions. Uh, Tade Castellano, uh, he was your best attacking player. I don't know if he was MVP or not, but he was the best for me. Uh, and he's still around. A lot of people thought he would leave. Uh, your worst team last year was FC Cincinnati. And you had uh 25 teams between... FC Cincinnati and New England. We're not going to go through all of them. There's an internet out there if you want to go look at them. Uh, and you've got a new club, FC Charlotte or Charlotte FC. Uh, so, Palmer, that'll be our, our first question. I'm not expecting you to know anything about Charlotte FC. Thank Because, frankly, I do, that's, I do that's s- not what this pod's for. I do know something. Oh, what do you know? Uh, I could be wrong. But I feel like they don't have any players or they're... <laughs> Uh, they like their DPs got taken away from them for some reason. And the coach basically came out and was like, yeah, we're fucked. So Love they're going to be really bad. There's your prediction Love for, it. uh, Charlotte.
1: Also, I mean, by that's the way, just good coaching.
0: I, for, for homework, I watched, um, the last, the, the goal, uh, Oh yeah. Portland's goal to, to go to extra time. So that was my homework. Love it. Love it. Um, do either of you guys have any reaction to a team being in Charlotte or just more teams in MLS? I feel like, you know, this is going to be the 28th team in MLS. We're getting towards, like, about, you know, normal a North American League size. Do you want MLS to, like, cap out? Do you want us to keep adding teams? So, you know, we've got a team in Charlotte. We've got a team, you know, in Albuquerque. We've got a team in <laughs> Tulsa. And so we've got, like, 65 teams.
1: I mean, if we're going to – I would totally fine with MLS being at 65 teams. If the, there's some kind of division structure, like whether it's East West or first, second tier or whatever that made sense. Sure. Like whatever more is better. Yeah. Um, but I I don't think that's realistic. I think realistically, you know, it's, it goes to 28 or 32 or whatever the, like all the U S pro leagues all have like between, you know, the NHL, and NBA, Major League Baseball and NFL all have between oh, I don't know what their number, real number is but 27 and 32. I, I don't think it's going anywhere besides that.
0: I feel like yeah, we um you know, we haven't seen a lot of MLS clubs switching cities just because like if a new city wants a club, they just get a club, they get a new club. Uh but like at a certain point we may see more of that. Uh and that's not something we see a lot in global football. Like the most recent example I can think of is MK Dons moving from Wimbledon and that was like a huge, huge deal. Um do you think we will we will see that in MLS in like five or ten years?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean I, I think that with in line with what I just said, like I think MLS we need to from these perspectives of like business side of sports, compare it to the NHL or uh NBA more than we need to compare it to the Premier League or La Liga or whatever. Yeah. All right,
0: there you go. This was not planned. This was an impromptu discussion.
1: Uh, okay. So get- so the only player whose name you might know on, on Charlotte FC, by the way, is Christian Fuchs, which, uh, you know. No Fuchs given. No Fuchs given, uh, which just makes me feel like, yeah, his last name is like he's going to be their number one player and, like, nobody for Charlotte, like, a lot of the fans aren't, aren't going to have followed it for a long, and their number one player is going to be, like, this, the back of his jersey says, fucks. Like, that's going to be a, a, good, a good match right there.
0: That'll be yep. the best thing to happen to Charlotte all season. Exactly.
1: That's going to be the best thing about the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, all right. So, decent amount of, like, big money offseason moves in MLS, which I think is kind of fun. I'm not going to list off all the players because, frankly, most of these guys I had not heard of. Uh, but one name that we probably all have heard of is Jordan security, formerly of Liverpool, Bayern, inner, maybe, uh, he's, you know, he's 30, I think. So he's kind of at the tail end of his career. Uh, but he's moving to Chicago, Chicago, spending a lot of money in the offseason, Atlanta, also spending a lot of money. Um, so I say that all as kind of preface for just general league predictions. Uh, I'm just throwing this out here. You can make any kind of prediction you want, and then we're going to get into everyone's favorite team. Uh, you're like everyone's individual favorite team. So any predictions you guys have for this season about MLS that doesn't involve the Timbers or the Union? Mm, man, uh, that's a good question. I, um, I am curious about the, the Shakiri signing uh, for Chicago. I feel like Chicago started the year last year pretty well. Um, and then fell off late. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm curious about what this is going to do. I think Chicago's still playing in the, in, uh, soldier field. Um, so what, what is that going to do? Is that going to draw play? Is that going to draw attendance? Um, that stadium is right downtown. It'd be great to go to games there. Um, I remember Chicago, Brought Schweinsteiger um, to the team, and it like kind of boosted attendance. It really didn't change the, like their um, trajectory very much, but he was definitely at the tail end of his career. Um, so I'm 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 gonna say that this signing might put Chicago into a playoff position. They'll get a playoff game um, this year. Those I mean, Shaquille... Your- Ch- Ch- Shakiri feels like a guy. I mean, he's—I think he's thirty or thirty-one, uh, 30. but he—he he seems like a guy who you can put into MLS and just get him the ball and shit will happen. Yeah, uh, which I feel like is a—that's what you want. That's what you want with your big signing. You don't want you know Pierlo or whatever. No offense to Pirlo, but like he needs guys running off him to to look his best. Shakiri, you know, you passing the ball, he's gonna do some fun stuff. He might score some goals. He might not but I feel like you're going to get good value for him. And he's still, you know, if he's 30 years old, he still should have a few
1: good years left. Yeah. I mean, this goes hand in hand with my prediction, which is that, uh, both Shakiri and Lorenzo Insigne. I don't know. That's another one like Maracana for me where I'm just like, I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm I'm very, I'm scared going into it. And I know I come out of it bad. You're Italian, just as good as your Portuguese. Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) But both those two players are uh, very, very short. Uh, <laughs> that's that's being generous. Uh, very, very short players have had a, a history of great success in MLS. Um, obviously, Giovinco being number one, wow. yes. but also M- Maxi Morales uh, is very is like the stir this st- stir that stirs the, straw that stirs the drink. Uh, at <laughs> NYCFC. Uh, you know, he's their attacking mid. I, I know Tati Castellanos, who's not tall either, but not, he's not five foot four either, but, uh, yeah. it is like, you know, the guy he's, who's, and Max Ross is old too, but a lot of these like, 30 year old, super short, very technical, creative players, attacking mids, just kill it in MLS. And now, Lorenzo and, Gerdan Shakiri are going to be probably, I mean, maybe Giovinco's better, but, those two are going to be, like, maybe the two best ever to come to MLS. That, Like you were saying, the pro that profile of, of designated player has his track record of success. Those guys are going to fucking kill. Um, I don't know. I'm not saying their teams are going to win the league or whatever, but mm-hmm. those are going to be money well spent, transfers that work out, uh, whatever you want to say. Those guys are going to score a lot of goals, bring a lot of highlights, uh, all that good stuff. So... And, and also, I think part of it is that they're 30 and 31. I think Lorenzo Insigne will be 31 by the time, if he's not already, by the time he gets to MLS. But either way, they're not 35, 36, whatever Schweinsteiger was, like, mm-hmm. really, really way past it. Um, and, like, certainly, I don't know if, how old Lampard and Gerard were and those kind of guys, but yes. those guys all were, like, way past it. These guys are not. So I think that those guys are going to fucking kill. And it's going to be super fun to watch. Big year for yep. the smalls. Yeah, big year <laughs> for the small, And then you're going to get copycat smalls. Like Every team's going to need a small. Uh, that's going to be great. I'm, I'm team small, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, you've already... like DC United had Luciano Acosta. He was a yeah. copycat small. And yeah. Now I think he's at Cincinnati. So it's like once you get into that range of a copycat small, you can actually have a nice
1: little career for yourself. That's right. As long as you don't keep growing. Luciano Acosta turned the... <laughs> fake Giovinco role almost into a transfer to PSG. That's that's great. Copycat small work. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm curious
0: for you guys. Are there teams that you try? I don't, I don't want to say try and watch because I think we've discussed on previous MLS chats that we mostly just watch our own teams, but are there teams that are not your own team that you have like sympathies for that you want to see do well or do poorly? But I feel like do well is a lot trickier of a question. I, yeah. I mean, Chicago Fire, but that was
1: that's Used to be obvious.
0: Yeah. The old flame. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I mean, I got love for Minnesota. I got love for the Loons. You know, I like to see them do well. Um, but again, that's kind of ancillary to my life. So, I got I got people in Minnesota. So I like to see them happy. I don't. I could give a shit about the union. Sorry, Colin. Fair enough. You could give a shit about <laughs> me.
1: Thanks. <laughs> no. Um, I think for me, I, I can relate to that because I don't care whether any of these other teams that are not my team win or lose. I mean, yeah, they are teams that uh, are rivals of my team that I hope lose, but yeah. uh, I don't care if Atlanta United wins or loses. But I think they're fun to watch. Toronto FC, same thing. Like, they're they're the big stars. And maybe because they're Eastern Conference, too, like, I I do like to, I'll be definitely more likely to watch a a random MLS game if one of those two teams is playing. Um, And I think also there's, like, pretty easily digestible storylines for me there. Like, Toronto FC, I'm like, is Josie healthy? Is Michael Bradley playing? Like, even though they're not in the national team picture anymore. Josie's now your neighbor. Yeah, now Josie's now Revolution. But, you know, in the past, like, that has been like, oh, yeah, like. I want to see if if Josie's actually on form or whatever. Like, um, even though he's not going to be in the national team, same with Michael Bradley. Like, even though he's not going to be in the national team picture, like he's just a guy I've watched a lot of play a lot of times, and it's easy to pick him out on the field and like uh, you know, kind of like just like watching him play. So, um, I think that familiarity is is part of it too. Whereas if I turn on Nashville versus FC Dallas, like. It's just a soccer game, kind of.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have like a irrational hate for Real Salt Lake. I'm just looking at the list <laughs> of teams right now, and I, there's something of, I just feel That's like what I'm trying to get at, Palmer. They're boring. Let's talk it like, out. Yeah, I just don't like Real Salt Lake. I just I actively avoid. I think uh, Timbers played them recently in their uh, last preseason game, and I just don't care. I didn't care to see the game. I don't want to watch Real Salt Lake. I, I just find them boring. I, maybe it's because it's, it's the, the Beckerman uh, stench is still there, but <laughs> I just don't like Real Salt Lake. And that's I'll okay. That. That's okay. I feel, I feel uh, kind of a similar, similar way about Nashville. I don't know why. Uh, I just don't like them. I don't like their, their bright yellow uniform. Uh, they seem to do well against East United, which doesn't help. I don't like teams coming into the league and immediately doing well, but for some reason, like LAFC in Atlanta, it's it just felt like okay, well they spent a lot of money, so of course they're going to do well. But Nashville didn't. I, I just it doesn't rub me the right way. You're just jealous. That's what, just say it. You're jealous. I don't like the city of Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. I do. I do. Uh, on the flip side, I like LAFC kind of for Palmer reasons you know, used to live there. But I'm also very excited that Bob Bradley is not the coach anymore cuz he's a real uh, buzzkill and now they've got <laughs> Turundelo in uh who I feel like, you know, is a fairly young coach, like a guy who we all grew up watching play uh and that, it'd be fun if he could become a, a good coach also. The Steve Turundelo signing to LAFC feels like Steve Nash managing uh, uh the nets the nets right now. You know, it's just it's like, totally. what? Are you a coach? Is that for <laughs> real? Uh that's very interesting. I I'm I'm very somehow, interested to see how that goes.
1: But somehow Pablo Mastroni at uh Real Makes Salt sense. Lake is just like fine. Or just yeah, doesn't matter. just I, again I slipped under care. the radar. Yeah. yeah. It's Real yeah. Salt Lake. I really don't care. Kind of I <laughs> kind of on that same level, there's two teams that I like for their manager. And one is the San Jose earthquakes, because Matias yes. Almeida is still there and they play just this weird brand of soccer that
0: May again well be being basketball. being
1: is basically basketball. And being East Coast, like they don't come on the TV for me that often. So if I do see them, I'm gonna watch probably 15 minutes or whatever, and it's gonna be fun. Uh love that. And the other one is Phil Neville and at Inter Miami because like <laughs> I just feel like that is a shit show. And like it feels like the Flint Tropics to me, like the fact that you know they're wearing pink, and yep. he is a clown of a manager. It seems. Uh, so but Neville
0: like, will be wrestling a bear at halftime.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I feel like that's that's what I'm expecting from that, and I think he's I think he's a whatever a sham of think, a manager. Although I don't yeah, like I yeah. don't really have anything against him as a person. Like he's a former Everton player who. You know, I think it's fine. It's like within the realm of, you know, your average soccer player. Not He's a bad guy. He's a shit Gary guy. Neville.
0: Come on. He's a shit guy. He Neville. is a shit guy. There's, no There's no doubt about that.
1: There's no doubt about that.
0: I feel like he said, he said some things about like the league last year of kind of like made it seem like he was above it. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, if you're above it, go somewhere win, better. Win games. Then. No, win don't, games. Don't be here. Yeah. Get paid more uh, money to be somewhere better. But he's not a, that good of a manager. He's so. not right, he, right. Where did he manage? He managed in Spain and just like almost ran the team to no, the ground. Right. That, that was Gary. That's his brother. Oh, <laughs> he's <laughs> well, he's whatever. a truly shit shit manager. I he think managed, uh, he managed England women before this. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. Didn't is Yedlin at Inter Miami? Did I see that? Didn't he sign recently? Yeah. Is he is that DP money or is that just? Come back to MLS, please. You're not doing anything money. Palmer, uh, I feel like, I mean, you're the DP expert, so I, I don't know why you're asking
1: us. I can't well, believe that it is.
0: It, it depended on when they spent the money, like what phase of the moon was in. So <laughs> I feel, I think, uh, Mercury or Miami in had like, <laughs> they had like seven DPs signed last year, yeah, uh, which is illegal. So it's hard to imagine that they brought in another one as a, like a right back.
1: But I mean, you never they're, know,
0: they're taking all of Charlotte's DPS.
1: <laughs> love it. Also, I love the fact that uh, Yedlin is a part owner of San Diego Loyal, mm. and so like having him back in American soccer, uh, is just kind of nice. Like U.S. Open Cup, he could play against his own team, a team he owns. Yeah, uh, that's that's going to be, and also you can see the path for him to get older and slower. And then be playing for a team he owns managed by Landon Donovan. That will be nice. Can we can we
0: come back to Charlotte real quick? I have no idea where do they have a soccer specific stadium or is that being built? Are they play where are they playing? I think they're playing in the, the football stadium. The football stadium, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. That's <laughs> that is like so like Austin last year was not great. Um but their games were fun to watch because those crowds were wild. Uh, and, I mean, I feel like if you're going to tune into a game, at least tune into a game that it's going to be, like, a, a fun atmosphere, Austin FC was definitely one of those teams that I feel like you, you should search out to watch just because the atmosphere is cool. Um, is Charlotte even going to be worth watching? Or is it, are they going to be worth watching because it's
1: going to be like watching a train wreck? I think it's going to be a train wreck. I mean, I think that the uh, the model, like what Charlotte wants to be, is not the same as what Austin wants to be. You know, like as a team, Austin maybe wants to be, I don't know, whatever, FC Dallas meets Portland Timbers, right? Like uh, ha- develops their own players, whatever, like FC Dallas, but wild crowds and... Uh, you know, really good support in a smaller stadium like Timbers, say. Uh, Charlotte is, I think, wants to be Atlanta. Um, you know, going to play in the football stadium, but they have all these plans of, like, how to make it better. Like, they're obviously only, like, opening the lower bowl and this, that, and the other thing. But they, like, did a, apparently did a bunch of renovations to make that better than it sounds. Like, you know, the things that the New England Revolution wouldn't do. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I don't think the product on the field is going to match that, and that's why it's going to be uh, the train wreck that you, you anticipate. Yeah, I, I do not plan
0: to uh, tune into many Charlotte games this year. I'll just throw that out there. Uh, that's my big prediction of the year. Uh, <laughs> any, any other <laughs> prediction like, <of> year. <laughs> <laughs> league-wide predictions before we get into, into our respective teams? All right, let's do it. So, oh, Palmer? I don't want to nope. cut you off. Nope. that's all I got. All right. So, for for each of our teams, oh wait, uh, wait, sorry, sorry. This okay. is the year that an MLS team will win the CONCACAF Champions League. I just want to get that out. There. That's it. <laughs> it We're just there. baiting baiting Pedro to email us in, so it's good <laughs> stuff. He hasn't emailed in a while. Between between the book club chat and the the baiting of the CCL. I like it. <laughs> um all right. So, for for each team, I've got some prompts, but I mean You know, we can take this wherever we want. But just to get the juices flowing, predictions for this year. So that can be whatever you want. What are you most excited about and what part of your team is most likely to be your downfall? Colin,
1: we will start with you. Prediction for this season uh, for the union is that we are worse than last year, but still uh, a playoff team. Still a solidly a playoff team. Uh, Maybe there'll be parts of the year where we are not in the playoff positions, but they won't come down to the last day. So we'll be you know, in their third or fourth kind of range. Um, what am I most excited about uh, not having, uh, or should I, am I supposed keep, to do the, my whole thing? Keep it rolling. Yeah, okay. Keep it uh, rolling, baby. My. What am I most excited about? We have a new striker whose name I'm not, I can't remember now. I should have Googled it just now, but um, I'm excited for that guy, not in particular actually uh, but just C- because clearly, he- clearly, not in particular, because I don't know his name. <laughs> I think, uh, I, think
0: uh, I just looked it up. I think Julian Carranza, who was actually one of the DPs from inter Miami, who's on loan. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, we got that guy, but we got another one actually. Who oh, I'm a wow. right are now. striker rich. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Um, oh, Mikael Ure, Ure? He mm. came from Denmark. Like, that's my, I guess that's my why I'm not excited about him. He's like undesignated player money, but. Um, you know, Denmark's not like a league that I'm going to be excited about, like that he scored a goal every three games in Denmark. Like, okay, he's going to kill it. No, but it's just that we don't have the strikers that we've had, basically, is the whole thing. Like, you could have just picked two other random MLS starting strikers and been like, we'll just trade you those guys for you. I'd be excited for that. Like, (laughs) let's just have different guys. Um, Because I feel like this team was actually pretty damn good um, and had, like, really, really poor strikers. So, like... Sergio Santos, um, sorry, I think you're garbage, and casper uh, Perzbocco garbage like I the, the, they scored goals, but like only because they got so much service and and we would turn teams over in such good situations where they they just got chance after chance so so, uh,
0: so you you've got these two new strikers in, but you think the team's going to do worse, so you can't have that much faith in the strikers, or is there something else that's going to fall Mike off? Mike. Do you know who you're talking about this is this is Colin Colin thinks that they're
1: We're just be terrible
0: every year. I'm just trying yeah. to probe a little bit.
1: yeah, no, and I think a lot of our important players, well, mainly uh, Bedoya, has gotten older. Um, and then, yeah, I think that a lot of our guys have not a lot of the homegrown players that you'd maybe like expect to uh, be making the leap haven't made the leap. Um, and so I think that there's kind of a class of homegrown players that will um, need to be replaced in a way, and so I think it'll actually be in, in some way like a high turnover year or halfway through the year in, in the summer will um, start either phasing in guys who've been on the bench um, or go out and sign some more more players. So I, I think it'll be a little bit of a trans- transition year for, for in some ways. I also think that um, Daniel Gazdag, or I think that's, again, my pronunciation these days is just terrible. Uh, Hungarian guy, I, I think he's another a signing that won't work out who's supposed to be our number 10. So I think he'll get a lot of minutes that will be unproductive. Um, so I, I don't think we'll actually be that good, but I think I will be less frustrated in some of the misses that, that happen.
0: I should say I feel- that I, uh, I don't give a shit about uh, the union, but I do enjoy the updates that super producer cliff gives us oh he us, yeah and i i i thoroughly enjoy uh cliff's fandom so i should put some uh i should clarify my thoughts i don't care about the union i do not search them on tv nor do i really watch them but i care about the updates that we get from cliff well yeah and i mean speaking of cliff and and the onions um onion legend and cliff Favorite Ray Gaddis retired, then unretired, now playing for FC Cincinnati.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know, Colin, if you have any thoughts on that. I feel like Cliff needs to write in an email to describe (laughs) how he's feeling. Cliff, if you're out there, I hope you're doing okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Cliff loves Ray Gaddis. Ray Gaddis, absolutely Union legend. I I don't uh, understand that at all. Or like, I don't haven't read up on that about why he, um, why he unretired or whatever, Uh, but. That that is definitely going to be hard times for Cliff. I just think it's uh, like, I don't know, funny. Like Cliff's Cliff's updates are funny. <laughs> Cliff's fandom is funny. Like They're excellent. what what he likes and doesn't like, or what he gets into about the union, or doesn't get into, uh, is is lovely stuff. I absolutely agree with everything you say. I mean, just the fact that he calls them the onions. Is yeah, so without just fail, love every chef's time. Kiss. Yeah. love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And his opinions on certain guys are great. So, another yep. thing I failed to mention is Jamiro Montero, who's been one of our best midfielders, uh, was moved on to San Jose. Which, I mean, I don't know why you would do that. He's a starting midfielder who's been producing, and probably, I don't know, probably our best midfielder for last year. And we move, like I don't know. I don't get it, but whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, not a lot of faith for me. Not a lot of faith.
0: Palmer, your I, Portland Timbers? I feel the same way about the Portland Timbers. I'm not going to be able to rattle off any names because I don't read anything about the Portland Timbers these days. So He's, he's a vibes guy, not a names guy. It's, it's more of a vibe thing. Um, Diego Valeri uh, retired or left the Timbers. Um, I think he's playing in Argentina now. Um, Blanco is back after a kind of maybe a contract dispute. Um, felt like he was gone, and then he, he's back now. Uh, he's old. Uh, I can't think of any like big signings that we've had. Um, I don't think that we're going to be great. I think that the quick turnaround to the season we played, the last game that we played was, like what, December, um, the MLS Cup Final. Uh, I think it's just going to be kind of a slog of a year. I am going to predict that we don't make the playoffs this year. Wow, Wow. I don't. I feel like we barely scoot, like barely, barely made the playoffs last year. I could be wrong. It just felt like maybe the middle of the season felt like a a slog, and we like lost a bunch of games in a row, and we were really bad. And then we went on a tear. We were super streaky last year. You guys made the playoffs very comfortably last year. Yeah, we were super streaky last year, Um, and I feel like we're not going to be able to continue that. Kind of those peaks and values valleys, um, and I think that we will uh, we're just not going to be very good. I don't know where the goals are going to come from. From um, Felipe Mora uh, is out with an injury for the foreseeable future. Espria uh, is hilarious and fun to watch, um, but I don't think he's going to be able to carry the uh, the load of all of the goal scoring. Um, we do have the our striker Nezgiota. From Legia Warsaw, uh, a couple from a, a couple signings ago or a couple years ago, um, but I just don't. I this team doesn't excite me um, as like MLS Cup runners up. I, I just feel like there's not a ton of excitement around the team, which brings me to the downfall. Uh, their downfall is going to be the front office, the drama um, that is continuing to uh, just kind of play out with the Portland Timbers front office. It is, it's going to be the thing that I think hurts them the most. It's not, it's hard to like go to these games, support the Timbers when you know that the front office is such shitty human beings. So, uh, with that, I don't know. I'm, (laughs) I'm excited to go to a game or two, uh, (laughs) and be around other humans. Um, that excites me, but spending money there, I don't know. It's it's hard right now. I'm very very torn. I'm a I'm a torn fan. Um, but I don't think they're going to be very good. So those are yeah. my predictions. Some some bleak
1: fandom. Very uh yeah. Very on par. What do you for, want from you, us for this podcast? You, can I just say, like the way you're talking about the Portland Timbers right now reminds me of. Uh, Mike Samuelson talking about the Washington football team under their previous uh, nickname circa maybe like 2012 or something like that. Yeah. Like you were still a big fan. Yeah. You still knew everybody, like you still really wanted them to win, but you were like, why am just I doing the, this to myself? I, I just a season or really two away team. from I just totally Arizona. giving it up. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard right now, but. Man. Still got those season tickets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, man, what can you say about DC United that hasn't already been said about the Philly Union or the Portland Timbers? Uh,
1: <laughs> they look bombed out and depleted.
0: They look bombed out and depleted. And one thing that we seem to do very consistently every year in the offseason is to sign fewer players than we let go of. And then guys just kind of trickle in as the season goes to like kind of make up the numbers, which... I have found to not be an effective way to run a soccer team. <laughs> uh, You're not paying the we,
1: payroll. That's a payroll issue right there. Yeah, for, <laughs> well,
0: so, I mean, saving big bucks. They're like, you know, for the first, the first like, month or two, we don't really need a full squad, do we? Yeah. Everybody's coming in fit. Just, just bad. Um, yeah, the team is, is very young, which, which in some ways is exciting. Well, it's, it's kind of very young and very old, but we've got a lot of young guys who could get playtime uh, I'm excited by Moses Nyman, who's 18 year old midfielder, who is almost certainly going to play a lot because we don't have a lot of midfielders. <laughs> uh, he, he played a decent amount last year and looked okay. He's, uh, he's, he's short. Uh, so he's, How short you know, we talking, he's like five, five, he's like in right. size. Uh, but you know, he's, he's a defensive midfielder. So he's, you mm. know, more cut in the, uh, Makalele, uh, Kante kind of mold. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing I am excited about, uh, strictly for the name and the celebrations, is we signed a forward uh, who's going to be coming in in the summer, whose name is, uh, Colin, tell me if I got this right, I believe it's pronounced Taxiarchus Fontus. he's Greek, uh, mm. and there's just a lot of opportunities for just uh, a taxi for fill in the blank uh, when he does well or does per- poorly, so uh, that is definitely one thing that I can get behind, but... Otherwise not a lot going
1: on here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like DC United uh there was the I don't know what year how many years ago this is now, but the the Rooney year or was it two years, whatever. Yeah. Two
0: years, three years? Yeah. It was like two and a half maybe.
1: But like since before then and after the Rooney year, like uh pretty nondescript like what do you have to hang your hat on what is the what is the thing of that club like i well, felt even like
0: the, even the rooney a, years a stadium were kind of... that's built into the sun so that no one can see <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like no but with the rooney years you had rooney and and acosta too but like like oh that was your thing you had this new stadium you had rooney there was energy there like yeah. whether it was something that was really going to win you an mls cup okay maybe not but there was like a a why for DC United, like for the neutral, like kind of what we were saying in the in the beginning about like why would you watch a certain team? You you know some people might have been like, oh, DC United is fun to watch because they have Wayne Rooney and yeah, he's a he's an interesting player to watch. Um, and I used to feel this way about my own team, the Philadelphia Union, before we like kind of really went all in on academy development, and now it's yeah. like, oh, we have some guys who are like older CONCACAF guys like Bedoya, maybe Andre Blake is like a older now CONCACAF name. And they're like, yeah, they're probably just MLS level guys, but we sign these kind of guys that you've heard of. And then we also always have a big stable of homegrown players who are coming through and we're going to be like, like FC Dallas is like, we're going to be this developmental pipeline and that's who we are. And you should be excited about that as a fan. Um, but DC United seems to have, like, very little identity to me as a neutral. Like, what is...
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. I think they're they're a little bit behind, like, Philly and FC Dallas and some of these other clubs, but, like, that's the direction they're trying to go. I mean, they did just sell Kevin Paredes for, like, seven and a half million dollars, and they've got Nyman, they've got a bunch of other guys who probably won't see as much playing time. Um, but it's... That, at least, is more interesting than their previous persona, which is... We'll just take all of your MLS reject guys, all the guys who are like the 12th to 14th player on your team, and we'll make them starters. And then Ben Olsen will yell at them a lot. Um, and now, I mean, you know, Ola Kamara did, uh, if he didn't lead the league in goals last year, he was, he was up there. Um, and they've, you know, they, they kind of bring in like a, a DP uh, from, from Latin America every year or two who use our DP hit rate is, is pretty much zero. Um, but we brought in another guy this year, um, from Mexico. I can't remember his name. I think he's an Ecuadorian guy, Michael something anyway. So, you know, we'll see how he does, but yeah, I think it's just kind of, a. it just feels like we're kind of running on fumes and running on the glory years of 30 ish years ago, 25 years ago now without a real plan. Um, I mean, we did get a new coach last year and he complained a lot about how the players weren't fit. And then this year he said the players are very fit, so we'll see if you know if that means anything, but uh, the players still have to be good at soccer, and I think we've got a lot of guys who are just okay at soccer, so not thrilled <laughs> about that.
1: Just okay at soccer. Are you going to yeah. miss pa- Paul Ariola? Uh,
0: I mean, Paul Ariola, you know, decent MLS player, but he's still, he's still just an American Brendan Aronson, right? <laughs>
1: uh, is Brendan uh, Anderson <laughs> not American?
0: <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think, like, he, he does the same role yeah, for DC United that, that he does for the national team, which is, like, runs really hard, scores some tap-ins, like, is a good player, but not really a DP and not a guy who you can, like, get the ball to like Shakiri, and is going to make something happen. So I'm fine with us getting rid of him and trying to bring in someone who's a little bit more creative. Mike, so. if he would have scored that overhead kick against Canada, uh, would your opinion have changed about him? That's like a moot point because he was never <laughs> going to score that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if I just went out and ran a three minute mile, would people's opinion <laughs> change of me? Like, yes, in a hypothetical world, but it's just, it's beyond not likely. <laughs> oh, I so. love it. Um, that's, that's the MLS preview, I think. I don't know. Any, any other spare thoughts on you know, the, the top league I, in North America other than League MX? I think we did <laughs> a great job uh, for as little uh, preparation and research that we did. So, yeah. Dan will be Good on everybody. And I can't wait for an MLS team to win the Concacaf Champions League this year. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> I'm, I'm so disappointed you're not predicting a specific team, you coward. I honestly don't know who's in it, so... Maybe the Timbers. The Timbers definitely won't win it. NYC, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're that's not That's a good it. shout. There you go. They might be in it. All right. Well, thanks, Cliff. Thanks Bye, Cliff. guys. Thanks, Cliff. Listen, maybe it just feels good. Maybe I just know that we're potting when, the, when we clap. It's Pavlovian. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Dinner time, baby. Time to eat. <laughs>